Throughout the first few weeks, four weeks to be exact, of our Wednesday worship services, we're going to be focusing on this idea that God's word is as sweet as honey. Taken right from our verse today as Psalm 119, we're going to explore together the promises of God that make us realize just how blessed we are to be followers of our Savior Jesus and heirs of eternal life with him. How many of you love Honey, not like Winnie the Pooh type like honey, but how many people, honey, pretty much a staple of things that you eat, okay? Can I ask for a few volunteers just to tell me what are your favorite things to put honey on? Anyone? Your Cheerios. Don't even need Honey Nut Cheerios because you just do regular Cheerios and put your own honey on them, right? Okay. Anybody else? On oatmeal, yes. I love honey on oatmeal. I will say that I also cheat and put butter with the honey on my oatmeal. I don't know if it's the combination, probably. Delaney! Peanut butter toast and granola. I bet we got a lot of peanut butter and honey toast people out there. Anybody just like to dip your finger in the honey and eat it without anything else? Okay, we got a couple of honey people like that. All right. How many of you know beekeepers? Anybody know anybody who keeps bees? Okay, we got a few. It's a pretty fast-growing, actually. Uh, There's a lot more people today. It's like in the millions of people who actually keep bees today in the United States. If you've never seen it, it's pretty incredible. Uh, You get these little boxes, basically, the bee hives that uh, are put together. You get to wear this beautiful costume. You can kind of see it on the picture a little bit, right? Usually it's some sort of mesh headgear. Uh, Sometimes people wear gloves. This guy's pretty brave. He's got no gloves on. I don't know if you can see the little smoker that he has in front, but that's how you you push the smoke out of that little smoker and it causes the bees to drop off of the little shelves that he's bringing out. And then what's left over is a whole bunch of wax and underneath the wax is the honey. If you keep even just a couple of bee hives of those boxes, you can get jars and jars of honey by the end of the year. Two times, I think, a year is generally how many times you're supposed to harvest the bees. My, my dad did it when I was maybe, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 years old, and it was kind of fun to watch. And it was even kind of fun, we chewed the beeswax that still had honey in it, kind of a nice little thing to do. I want you to, I want you to think back to Bible times. Why Why honey? Well, it was such a big deal. You know, there was no such thing as cotton candy or Sour Patch Kids. And so I truly believe there probably was not anything more sweet than tasting some honey. You you might even remember that when God gave the people of Israel the promise that he was going to take them back to the land of Canaan, do you remember the phrase? It was a land flowing with milk and honey, right? And so that's what the psalmist is seizing on, that concept, that idea that people have about honey when he writes these words in Psalm 119, verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Maybe some of you know a lot about Psalm 119 already. Do you know that it's the longest chapter in the Bible? It has 176 verses, Psalm 119. And it's arranged in a pretty unique way. It's called an acrostic. If you don't know what that is, it's letters of the alphabet that begin each verse. So there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And if you'd like, you can grab one of the Bibles right in your pew. If you want to learn the Hebrew alphabet, you can do it in your English Bible. 
because it has all 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet in groups of eight verses. So there's eight verses that start with each word in each verse starts with an aleph. And then in the second set of eight, it starts with a bait. I won't go through the whole Hebrew alphabet, but you get the idea. It's a truly literary and biblical masterpiece. And what makes Psalm 119 so unique is almost every verse, probably about 170, maybe even 171, depending on how you translate, of the verses contain a reference to God's word. It might use a word like statutes or wisdom or decree, or law, or word. There's all kinds of different words in the text that refer to God's word, but almost every verse talks about God's word. Here's a thought that I read as I was thinking about this for this week. If you just meditated on one verse of Psalm 119, you could make it through the psalm only twice in a year. Maybe it's not a bad idea to try it. See, what the psalmist is trying to get us to see by helping us look at the blessings of God's word is a deeper appreciation for God's promises, for what he's telling us in that word. He wants us to taste and see that God is good and the sweetness of those promises. He wants us to go even further. He wants us to develop a desire to hear and read and learn what God has to say to us in his word. All right, do you recognize the picture, you recognize that place? It's sugar, right on State Street. How many of you have been in It's Sugar? Okay, few, maybe. That's a little, just, just stop in, just to see it. Okay, how many of you have bought something from It's Sugar? That's maybe even more difficult. <laughs> a few, okay. Yeah, it's maybe not the you know, most reasonably priced. I don't know, I've, there's like giant boxes of candy in there that are like, I don't know, 30 bucks a piece or something like that. But is it, if you've ever walked in there, it has everything. Like it seems like you couldn't even find something or think about some kind of candy that they don't have. And I was thinking about that because I think people approach life sort of like going to a candy store. You see everything that you want and you hope maybe I can just pick this or pick that and that'll make my life better. It's really, life is kind of about a search for sweetness, isn't it? Because here's what we know. Life in a sinful world isn't always sweet. You don't have to live too many days to understand that there's sour and bitterness in this life. There's frustration and difficulty. And people search for sweetness in all kinds of different places. Maybe it's in an education or a career. Maybe it's in a relationship or in recreation or sports, whatever. Sometimes we even look for sweetness in things that harm us. But here's the thing. That sweetness, even though it might initially give us what we think we're looking for, it never lasts. It reminds me of, okay, now I'm really going to test to see if any of you are as knowledgeable about candy as my old self is. Fruit Stripe Gum. Anybody know Fruit Stripe Gum? Fruit Stripe Gum is the sweetest, best-tasting gum for about five seconds. And then it tastes completely like cardboard after that. And I kind of think that's sort of what those, the pursuit of sweetness in the things of this life tends to be. It can provide some initial, yeah, that was great, that was awesome. But it doesn't bring the fulfilling sweetness that only God's word can bring. 
And that's why the psalmist is talking in the way that he does. He wants to help us develop this love for God's word. And if you want a love for God's word, it really has to start with a love for God. It has to start with an idea that we worship a God who's big, who's so big that he's greater than anything in this world, that he can provide things that this world simply can't provide. And of course, we see that most in our Savior Jesus. And when we know what God has done for us, when we know where that's found, that's what drives us to his word. A love for God gives us a love for his word. Many of you finished day one of school today, talking to some of you coming through the line. It was a lot of syllabus work. Maybe some of the discussions you were supposed to have didn't happen today because there was nothing to discuss. But maybe even after one day, you can already have sort of an opinion formed about what the semester might look like. Maybe there is a little anxiety. Maybe you think, oh, this is going to be pretty easy this semester. I think I'll be okay. But whatever your thoughts are, it's interesting to note that, that one of the things that God will help you as he helps you through the semester, he helps you when you find him again and again in his word. I can't probably give you any better advice than simply this to set aside some time in your day to connect with your Savior through his word. Maybe that's in a personal Bible reading plan. Maybe it's in a devotion that gets emailed to your inbox or looking up uh, an app that has devotions that you can connect with. Maybe it's coming to worship services here, Wednesdays or Sundays or both. Maybe it's joining some sort of life group as we get those up and running this semester to connect with other Christians. But here's something that God promises you. When you connect to him through his word, he will bring blessings. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. I find this to be pretty amazing. That as the psalmist talks for almost 176 verses about God's word, then when we get to the New Testament, do you know that Jesus is actually called the word? That's not a mistake. It's not a mistake that Jesus is God's revelation to you and to me. And John chapter 1 describes it like this. John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is what makes God's Word so sweet is it takes us right to our Savior, Jesus. Every promise in God's word is centered in your Savior and the one who is willing to come to this world and take your place. And you can be absolutely confident about those promises because they come from a faithful God who's unfailing in delivering on every single promise he has ever made. So while my promises can't measure up to God's, I will make you this promise It'll be my striving, what I will try to do every service that you come here to chapel is to point you to Jesus, to help you know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified because that's where all of your blessings are. That's what this life is all about. While it's great to enjoy all of the other blessings, it's ultimately Jesus who gives us the greatest sweetness of all, a life with him forever. You see, it's only Jesus who can erase our sin. It's only Jesus who is willing to give up his own life for you and for me. 
so that our eternity is secure. And that's what God promises in his word, that you, through Jesus, have life forever with him. I know it doesn't always take away the sourness and bitterness of certain days in this world, but when we know the sweetness of God's word and his promises centered in Jesus, it at least gives us perspective as we face those difficult days to know that something greater is yet to come. Just a couple things I'd like you to take away with you tonight. Number one, when we connect with our God and his word, we will taste and see that the Lord is good. That's, the, that's food for our soul, to taste and see God's goodness, to know that his promises are sweet as honey. Then number two, in the Bible, we find Jesus, the word made flesh, whose love for us led him to die and rise again to save us. No matter what else goes on in your life this semester, don't get tired of hearing that. Don't get tired of hearing that God loves you, that Jesus was willing to give up his life for you, that you matter, that you belong to your Savior, to, your, to God's family, and that you are an heir of eternal life with him. All right, one last question I have to ask you tonight, and you can just shout out some answers. If you feel like raising your hand, that works too. I want you to think about your favorite candy. Like if you could have it right now, what candy would you choose to eat? Anyone got one that just like jumps right into their mind? Quaid, go ahead. Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups, yeah. Uh, are you the king size ones? The fo- or, you like those or does it matter? The bigger the better. Okay, nice. I like that. Okay. All right, Reese's peanut butter cup. Anybody else? Sweet tarts. Chewy or not? Nope, just the regular sweet tarts. Okay. Butterfinger? Okay, not a fan of the new Butterfinger. Sorry. like the old version, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Come on, there's got to be more. Than... Tootsie Rolls? Gummy Worms? Gummies of some sort, whatever, okay. Sour? Sour gummies, okay. Here's the thing. I think if you think about your favorite candy, whatever it is, as you think about it, you can almost taste it in your mouth. You can almost feel that coming, like, oh, that's going to make my mouth water a little bit. It's really what the psalmist is trying to get us to see, to get us to do with God's word, to savor the flavor of that word of God and the promises that God gives us there because that's what provides you with comfort, with confidence, and with encouragement as you walk through this life, knowing that God's promises will always be true and you will spend eternity with him. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your promises and your word, for the sweetness of that word, and for the joy that it brings us in our life here in this world and the joy that we know we will have forever with you. We pray today, Lord, for our students. Thank you for allowing so many of them to complete their first day of school today, watching over them as they found their classes and began the semester. We pray, Lord, that you shower rich blessings on them in the semester and in the year ahead. Keep them mindful of your constant presence with them and crown their work with the success that you know is best for them. Most of all, Lord, keep them close to you through your word. Connect them to those promises. Let them taste and see your goodness day after day. And then lead them and all of us, Lord, to the joy of eternity with you. We pray this in our Savior's name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 
Amen.